Hello everyone, my name is Christian. Welcome back to TechPoint. Today our guest is JP, the CEO and founder at Foundy. Hello. Hey Christian, lovely to meet you. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Nice to meet you. I first uh, saw your company at Sustock, so I was curious to know what you do. Please tell us what is uh, Foundy. Brilliant. Um, no, Sustock was a fantastic event October last year. Yeah. Uh, gathering of lots of different SaaS founders and investors. And um, Foundy is an end-to-end digital platform for mergers and acquisitions. We are effectively your modern alternative to a traditional advisory firm. And we've effectively democratized access to exit opportunities and acquisition opportunities to buyers and sellers of small uh, to medium-sized businesses. Um, The business came about from building and selling my last company, learned firsthand how antiquated, opaque and expensive the exit process is to founders. And truthfully, it was a deep-rooted passion that came off the back of that. And now I want to uh, modernize the process on behalf of other founders because I don't want them to go through the, the pain and stress that that, that process uh, brought with. So we've effectively and hopefully successfully now uh, done so with our uh, platform. We're now in version 2.4, so uh, with about half 5,000 users, I think. Good. That's awesome. How does the traditional process look like with an M&A firm? How, how does the process work? Yeah, yeah, like the traditional way, the old way, let's say, comparing yeah, to, the, to yours. the old school way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> truthfully, Christian, it hasn't actually updated probably in the last two decades with a lot of traditional advisory firms. Uh, wow. They make a lot of money, very high margins, um, and it's probably one of the reasons why they haven't seemed to modernize all too much. But the process with the traditional way is if you're a founder, often you're selling for the first time. So you go onto Google, you look for uh, M&A advisors that may be suitable. But for small to medium sized businesses, anything less than 30 million valuation, you actually probably struggle to find a, of a relevant advisory firm, often they're sector agnostic. So they're working with a restaurant chain for one day and then the next day they're working or attempting to work with a, a SaaS startup. Um, then, uh, so consequently their processes and their buy network are sector agnostic. Um, then if you do find a suitable advisor, it might be of a friend of a friend or it might be someone you found on Google, you get bound into some 12 month exclusive contracts. It's risky. It's got lots of clauses on it. They set some price during the call. It's not fixed. It's not transparent. There's nothing on their website. And you then get into this relationship selling your business uh, that you've spent many years building alongside a, an advisor who you're entirely reliant on. You're obliged to to hand over control of the process. It's 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 just so outdated. and. Consequently, you've got lawyers charging £400 an hour. You've got a senior associate partner, uh, junior associate. They're each £300, £400 an hour. And you're there on an hour-long Teams call. And you're like, oh, my God, the cost is adding up. And then <sighs> they're just going going back and forth in documents. Then you're going... Uh, then you've got... Sorry, between that, you've got to engage with buyers. So finding buyers, how to speak to them, how to negotiate. That in itself is a real science and art. If you get it wrong, it can cost you hundreds of thousands, if not millions of pounds. Um, and then through the process deal completion, money transfer. I had to I had to physically print out 300 pages for my exit and I had to wow. sign it alongside a, a wet signature as well. And then we had to get signatures from our investors and um, one of our investors was on a, a digital detox in the middle of the Alps. So <laughs> for two weeks, we, we couldn't actually uh, get in contact with him. So that in itself was, was quite stressful, but eventually the deal got done. That, that was with my company, but a lot of founders have gone through that. We raised VC backing 
the, the partners at the VC firm and angels that have come aboard, they've gone through similar experiences. And since we've raised investment from senior partners at law firms and investment bankers, all in agreement that this process in the year 2023 is just completely outdated and unsuitable, particularly for, for tech entrepreneurs. So um, who've built innovative products, they expect a modern solution. So what Foundy has done has gathered all this feedback, consolidated it and built this end-to-end -end platform whereby you've heard of seed legals, I'm sure you've heard of ClickUp, you've heard of Zoopla, very similar all in one platform, but specifically for, for M&A. So you create a profile. It takes mm -hmm. just a few minutes as a seller or buyer rather than weeks or months to get on board. You update your, uh, you, you fill in information. You can even integrate your metrics as a seller. And so you can pull through your data from zero Stripe, Google Analytics. So within minutes, you've got live up-to-date data rather than having to go back to Excel, update, prone to human error, can take weeks. Um, update, integrate your metrics, fill in information, go live on the marketplace. You've got an instant chat tool as and when you need it. We've got expert sell-side advisory services, which we've sold about nine in the last month. Um, okay. And that's where we build all the key documents for the founder mm. in their data room, provide commentary, undertake a uh, hyper-specific uh, hyper search for relevant buyers, and then we um, contact them. That's both within Foundry's user base and outside as well. So we look at indirect competitors, competitors, we build a valuation report, an information memorandum. All of these key documents and processes are really important to maximize the founders or, or their shareholders exit valuation. And um, yeah, I'd like to think we've probably found product market fit now according to mm. various metrics and uh, the process of going through escape velocity, which is, uh, quite exciting, but uh, yeah, looking forward to the months months ahead. Um, um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's all coming together relatively nicely. And what do you say are your top three features for the platform? Sure. So um, we've got a smart matchmaking process that we work with on for buyers. So on the marketplace itself, you can search for uh, as a buyer, you can search for suitable uh, sellers that align yep. with your search interests. Uh, soon that will have an AI component as well. That will be coming soon. Um, we are in the process of launching a AI chatbot. So it'll effectively be a M&A advisor in your pocket 24-7 at very, very little cost compared to a traditional advisor. I mentioned yeah. earlier, three, four hundred pounds an hour easily. <laughs> Who can afford that as a small to medium sized business, right? So you can ask this AI chatbot almost anything you possibly can think of relating to an M&A process. Uh, please provide me tips on how to undertake due diligence on a B2B FinTech SaaS. It could be how to respond to these buyer questions. It could be, please may you produce- be Because say, it's trained with your data. Do you have to ask that? I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I reply, thanks, when I'm speaking to ChatGPT. But, <laughs> <laughs> but and then producing a letter of intent, heads of tabs, all sorts. Um, and, and that will be there to democratize access to expert advice and we can train that or we are training that with various data sets at the moment so it's up to date but um ai ai tools marketplace search filters smart matchmaking um our instant chat is is good as well between buyers and sellers and it has allowed us to, to sell businesses within what the fastest was 25 days we've done another in five weeks well um traditionally the exit process takes about nine months and the instant chat tool is, is a key factor there. So rather than having to manage lots and lots of email chains, 
uh, with buyers, sellers, lawyers, accountants, ex tax people, etc. You've actually got an instant chat tool. It's, it's very similar to Slack or WhatsApp. You can share files. You can understand. like a digital sales room. A absolutely, hundred percent. So it's an integrated data room and things. So um, and and SaaS founders especially quite quite like that. Uh, it's even got read receipts, so it, it, it helps to increase response rates and, and and the like. But that seems to work quite well. That's um, awesome. Yeah. And you mentioned pricing was a problem with the traditional way. What is the pricing for uh, Foundy? Sure, sure. So, uh, you know, I respect, Christian, you've got a fantastic network of SaaS founders and uh, in, on, under the same theme, SaaS founders expect a, a modern, transparent pricing uh, when dealing with any service nowadays. Yes. I think wider society as a whole, to be honest, expects uh, transparent pricing laid out in a uniform way uh, on a website. And that's what we've done. In fact, I think we're one of a handful of companies globally in M&A that display pricing. So on our foundy.com slash pricing or something, um, you can see each of the packages, you can see our success fees. It doesn't change from client to client, it's it's uniform. And we've yes. even tailored it so it's for certain business sizes, so it's really clear. None of this kind of traditional, you get on a call with a, a founder, you know, they're negotiating <laughs> higher fees. Like, it's just not the modern way. SaaS founders don't want that. Uh, it's super transparent and also, our pricing is three times lower than traditional advisory firms. Is three three point two times lower there from a study of five hundred advisory firms, and, and we can achieve that through ironing out inefficiencies. You know, you're not you're not just paying for a big brand name like one of the big four consultancy companies, and then getting an assigned a junior team. You're getting an expert team, technology, traditional advisory plus technology, yeah. three times lower cost. Yeah, yeah. You also have uh, advisory pricing and also for buyers and uh, sellers, right? Yeah, there's a subscription for buyers as well for the ability to message sellers. So it's unlimited free browsing, but uh, you can message sellers as and when you want to, but there's a small subscription fee. Mm -hmm. What types of businesses can uh, get listed on Foundy? Yeah, absolutely. So um, um, we're primarily focusing on uh, tech sector as a whole, uh, but specifically software businesses, so SaaS. Um, fintech apps um, agencies are very popular at the moment we sold one recently um, in four weeks it took from deal uh, from, from the initial message from the buyer and then to deal completion um, consultancies link up with, with agencies quite a bit um, health tech uh, health tech ed tech kind of well, going into more kind of intricate detail but yes SaaS e-commerce agencies um uh, kind of the, the key ones and within those verticals you've you've got um ai businesses they're obviously very popular at the moment, of course <laughs> uh, and, and the like so um yeah i love to hear our uh, favorite success story what, what was the question sorry christian uh, i love to hear our favorite success story so maybe another one apart from the 25 days one your heavy, favorite story of a heavy customer happy transaction uh sure 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 um Without so, disclosing the names, or uh, yeah, I yeah, no, anonymity <laughs> is, is obviously key. So, I mean, yeah, there, there was one. I, mean, I think their testimonial was actually on our website. So, it's one company came to us. Uh, it was a B two B SaaS. Uh, I think they're doing about two mil revenue, and they came to us and they thought they they had this. They were so overwhelmed and uh, they thought the process was very daunting, complex, and stressful. And they were like, they were so confused of where to go, what to do. And they've met with lots of these 
old school traditional advisory firms and they sat on these calls and i think you know <laughs> i think i think the quotation and he, he said it was okay to, to, to use it's not testimonial I think um, he said something like it was like speaking to my dad or something. That was the quote that he said. It was, it was just kind of a very um, yeah, old school process that he described it as. And um, did they didn't feel like they could understand what what you know, how to work with a, a B two B SaaS business. It was, it was quite a forward thinking tech startup. And then eventually stumbled across us. Uh, and uh, yeah, he's since become a, a real loyal customer of ours, and uh, has since kind of introduced. Uh, lots of different new founders to, to, to be, yeah we built a kind of great friendship with with him um so yeah he's been fantastic and there's lots of different clients like that have come to us they've either done lots of research into traditional advisory firms investment banks met them interviewed them gone through the process and then either come back to us or they've stumbled across us at the very end and then seemingly um yeah they, they feel more at home i think because yeah. we're founder to founder tech with tech modern with yeah i understand and um how competitive is your space how hard has, has it been for you to to find product market fit to differentiate yeah respect look there's um there's a couple of companies in international um so there's a company in the us there's a company in australia uh they're, they're you know, fantastic we, we have a lot of respect for for those uh, teams and companies uh, they've built great businesses, uh, great communities. Uh, there's also a company in um, in Japan as well. Um, the founder recently become became Japan's youngest billionaire, I think, at 32. Um, he yeah started the company when he was 27. Went through the process of selling his fashion business. Didn't like the exit process. Thought it was inefficient. Built a M&A platform uh, using AI to match make small business owners with. And now the company is like 1.3 billion five years later. So there's a Forbes article just a few weeks ago, which is quite cool, quite exciting. <laughs> um, and yeah, a lot of respects for, for all that he's achieved. Um, but they're in they're in different markets. So, um, for example, a competitor in the in the US, technically speaking, they are our closest competitor, but um, they're predominantly entirely focused on the US. It's, it's a very large market. Geography plays a key factor because Fundamentally, if you're selling a house, for example, here's a helpful analogy. If you're selling a house, you want to have a local platform and local team under your time zone, in your time zone, to support you. Um, you don't want to be working, uh, well, you may not want to work with a company eight <laughs> or nine hours difference time zone. Yeah. They may not understand local tax, Brexit, buy networks, exactly. customer chains, supply chains, everything like that. So that's, the, yeah, the same principle applies why you wouldn't sell your house on Zoopla, if you lived in London, you may do, I don't know, but most likely not. Um, sorry, not Zoopla, uh, Zillow, you'd probably list it on Zoopla or, or Rightmove because you know yeah. everything's local, right? Um, but look, they're doing a credit well. There's no one yes, no one yet in, in the UK that's offering an end-to-end platform um, apart from, from what we've built at Foundy. Um, but I'm, um, and our plan really is to, to capitalize on that first and first move advantage. Uh, and still being the only platform end-to-end -end here in the UK and just completely dominate the UK market effectively and then we'll seek to go more international. But fundamentally, in terms of revenue and growth, we, we don't really need to facilitate that many transactions to get mm. uh, into seven-figure uh, revenue, um, very small number of transactions, in fact. Yet there are hundreds of thousands of businesses that we've identified that we could effectively sell, but we only need to sell... Um, 
Yeah. And what would be the next uh, to get to, to to get some some funding? Yeah. Uh, what would be the next territory? Probably Europe, right? Yeah, For Europe. You. There's some some great there's some some great uh, markets in in Europe. We've got a a competitor um, as well in Europe. We've got a lot of respect for, for those guys. Um, mm. um, but the UK conveniently is the third largest market um, in globally for M&A. 144 billion pounds of a transaction value it processed in 2022. 2022 mm-hmm. was, was a bit of a dip. 2021 was like 300 billion. So there's there's a lot of value um, in in this in this space. I mean, fundamentally, you know, SaaS founders listen to this. You, you spent several years, possibly close to a decade, building a business. Heart, heart, sweat, blood, tears, all of it's got into it. And consequently, you want a modern, transparent process. And that's what we've we've hoped to build compared to other competitors, indirect competitors. So, yeah. And uh, have you raised any funding for founding? Yeah. Okay. H- how much have you raised? Um, so um, we raised 1.25 million when we were pre-products. Um, and uh, that was oh, well over a year ago now. Um, and most recently, we had quite a bit of investment come in. Um, now that revenue growth, user traction is, is up and running, we're on version 2.4 of the products. Like it works. We're no longer a scrappy MVP, uh, which is quite nice. Um, this week, we received investment from a senior uh, partner from an M&A law firm. And I think an, a, a Quite a high-profile investment bank is going to come on board with quite a large angel check as well. Um, it only took a thirty-minute call, I think, for, for <laughs> quite nice. But, That's but, awesome. But the um, but given that they are veterans in the space, they know the M and A space for the last two decades. Each of them, for them to come on board as investors, that was really nice. That 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 felt nice because they it's kind of an indication that they agree that the process needs modernizing and. It's their way of coming board. Exactly. Even even a traditional advisory firm is, is, has sent us an inbound message saying we open for investment, so they can come <laughs> and join join, which is which is nice. So it'd be great to collaborate with them and and, and work with them for, the, for their incredible experience. So yeah, super, super happy for you. How did you solve the marketplace problem of, of uh, finding buyers and sellers and at the same time? Yeah, chicken yes. and egg. <laughs> yes, there's a there's an incredible. Um, uh, there's a gentleman named Samir who's very familiar with the network effects. In fact, he he, he lectures on on the principle, uh, and he's I've I've learned so much from his videos and content. Um, network effects, chicken and egg problem, marketplace. I mean, there's there's pitfalls and upsides. I think first start by saying that I like now that we're here and it's taking this long to kind of get up to speed and get that kind of critical point of mass. Um, I've now learned that there's probably quite a high barrier to entry. Actually, um, it's not. This is not a startup. You can just code and get going um, because you need buyers and sellers, high quality buyers and sellers coming to the platform. That takes a lot of an investment, growth, uh, and uh, uh, go-to-market strategy and the like, which we're finally now there and we're, we're growing incredibly quickly, uh, both on the buyers and sell side. We, we get eight buyers signing up for every one seller. Um, and okay. then we only approve one out, one out of four seller registrations. So we're, mm. we're, we're relatively selective on on which companies. We ideally want the companies to be profitable, uh, growing. Um, not essential by any means. Not essential, but um, ideally. And then there's a various other kind of minimum thresholds which, which we're gradually raising. 
Um, so that's helped a lot. If you bring in the supply, you're naturally going to get in uh, the buy side demand. There's there's record highs uh, levels of, of dry powder at the moment amongst buyers. There's a lot of demand. It's just a case of getting that supply to the platform. So mm. on the buy side, there's a, there's a lot of uh, demand, especially with small businesses. Um, we have hundreds, of, well, we've got 5,000 buyers now, but within that, we've got hundreds of big buyers, corporate development teams, private equity uh, companies, VCs even, uh, looking to, to buy or sell portfolio companies. Um, uh, so, so FTSE 100 and, 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 and NASDAQ companies that are using our platform, you well, may even be surprised that they're, they're kind of looking at the smaller end, but it's really interesting to see. And because we're streamlining the process, making it really efficient to buy a business, it means that in terms of opportunity cost, when a corporate development team is is determining, hmm, do we do we invest our next six weeks of time buying this business that's doing five, ten mil revenue or more, that's kind of more of a financial acquisition, or do we go for this smaller business? It's doing sub one million revenue, but it's got an innovative product, an amazing team that they will acquire, bring on board. So that's more strategic, and yes. because because um, uh, acquisitions can take place. Uh, really quickly now through our platform and technology, it means that it's opened up the possibility for these much larger firms to spend potentially equal amounts of time buying a big business, probably needing a lot more due diligence compared to a smaller, smaller team technology, but they've got products. So um, yes, yeah, it's, it's been really interesting having that uh, overview over the last few months actually on the platform. But truthfully, we've, we've got it over in the process of just streamlining um, um, the, the actual uh, M&A deal cycle from end to end. We've focused on key go-to-market strategies, growth channels, uh, partnerships, referrals. We're, we're scaling at the moment. We're t- so we're turning every user into their own, uh, giving them their own unique affiliate link so they can spread the word. That will help us to reduce customer acquisition costs, marketing spend, etc. So it's kind of inward growth in, in, in that regard. And um, I think we found uh, that critical mass now because conversations are happening, deals are taking place, and everyone then spreads the word and every additional value, every additional user adds value to the next one. Things, so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, what did you say was your biggest challenge since starting the company? <laughs> Ironically, probably that actually that, that one, yeah, <laughs> getting the users to the platform, yeah. And you know, speaking is one of them, making sure that they're the right fit because people have quite their buyers have quite specific search interests, but we're beginning to learn about that and now we can onboard users that match up and it's got to the point now where these buyers are coming back to the platform regularly like each and every month looking at the latest listings they're messaging us being like you know we're looking for this looking for that even investment banks big investment banks been around for decades coming to us using our platform on behalf of their sell side clients or buy side clients looking for opportunities because um, well, if well. they can streamline their process rather rather than nine months they're buying and selling businesses for their clients within um, you know, weeks or months it's just yeah they make more money you know we, we increase revenue everyone wins founder wins buyer wins so it's good I love uh, to hear yeah, the vision was biggest challenge hiring was also very complex to, to be open and truthful with you uh, yeah hiring is a complex art by all means uh, engineers um, um Especially, I think. Okay, I love to hear your vision for the future of Foundy. Sure. So, 
tr- truthfully, um, Foundy, Foundy has the market opportunity, the foundations, team and tech that it could well be a unicorn. I would love that would be an all time dream. And I think reading that article from the uh, gentleman in in Japan that built his startup, he didn't necessarily have an M&A background, but he had a passion for modernizing the exit process for, for small and medium sized businesses. Uh, and he went and, and built a company, you know, he democratized access, made many people millionaires uh, with his platform selling their businesses. And now he himself is a billionaire once his company went public uh, just 12 months ago, actually. And their share price grew by over 300%. Um, wow. So, it, it, you know, it would be an all-time dream. But beyond that, um, uh, yeah, I'd love, I couldn't find anything more fulfilling than working with founders they've built their companies you hear their passion when they talk about their businesses and now they're in the process of selling it and then you you complete the deal and just to see kind of the smiles on their faces and the impact that that has some talk about you know going on a worldwide trip with their partner or paying off their mortgage or putting their kids through school and all sorts like it's it's really truthfully very fulfilling that for me is it's kind of an ongoing process, but that's a, a vision. And, and at scale, I think that would be, yeah, the ultimate sense of, of, of personal achievement. And I think for the team as well, the team have uh, kind of share that same passion as as, as I. Um, so yeah, build out a fantastic team, build on all that we've 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 got a, a great team thus far, and support hundreds and hundreds of founders over the coming years to, to build, sell their companies. But we're also wanting to build a big community. I think that's one of the most valuable aspects of, of building any SaaS company. In fact, the uh, the gentleman that started SaaS stock, um, Alex, has, has got a membership, uh, which looks really interesting. Um, I think it's it's for B2B SaaS founders going to, to 10 million revenue. And it, it's a great yes. way for everyone to, you, you're probably familiar, you're familiar with it. Yeah, you may be part of it. Yeah, yeah our CEO is part of it. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Well, it's, it's brilliant. And um, uh, I'm, I'm exploring joining at the moment, but the you should. <laughs> we, we would love to build a, a, a community group, and yes. this summer we're hosting events. Christian, please do come if you're if you're in the area, uh, and anyone listening, found he's going to host some events in our new office at Vauxhall. There's a rooftop with a bar. We're going to host an event. We're going to have a Slack group. We may even anonymize the the names because we found that actually that could work really well. We want to give a space mm-hmm. based for founders to because it's a very lonely journey to to be truthful. You know, it, it really really is, and. <laughs> To give a safe space, founders speak to one another, open up, help one another. For me, that's incredibly valuable. And if Foundy can do that at scale through events, webinars, um, uh, valuable educational content, um, uh, Slack group, uh, I think it will be really, really compelling. So we, we're not just, you know, at the end of the supply chain, an M and A platform. Um, we want to be there during the process of building the company, helping people sharing stories, working with one another, collaborating, democratizing access, including people, you know, a lot of people feel a bit left out. And I think that's what we really want to get to is just aspire, help aspiring founders to, to get into entrepreneurship in the first place. So all the way back to the grassroots, um, and I think we can build a platform to, to, to do that. So that's, that's kind of a grand vision, build a big business, uh, we'll hopefully be net profitable quite soon actually our business model allows us to be quite uh, profitable with high margins give back uh, those cost savings to the founders with our uh, low pricing and yeah continue to democratize access to um 
to exits. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. I have uh, one last question for you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's your favorite SaaS product that you use uh, daily? Oh Except my goodness. Well, <laughs> no, well, there's, there's some platforms and, and tools I, I, I love. Um, might even have a list of them, actually. Um, I mean, there's, there's loads. And obviously, obviously, there's a huge demand with, with AI tools at the moment. Um, um, so, some of these, I've heard good things about some of them I, I use personally, but there's... Um, Trumpet, fantastic, started by Nick Telson, a uh, serial entrepreneur, great for, for sales, engagement. It's basically the modern modernizing version of, of, of PDFs. No one wants to open a PDF, they want a digital pod. That's what I recommend them. We use them a lot, actually, uh, for sales, investment stuff. Um, okay. I've heard good things about Zelt. Um, uh, of course, on the bigger end, Slack, uh, we use every single day. Um, we... Uh, Lavender AI, um, exploring using their sales tool at the moment uh, for modernizing email and, and sales engagement. Um, likewise, Lemlist, I've heard, is, is very good. We were using that for a bit. Um, uh, if you're looking to start or build a, a website from kind of from an early stage, definitely recommend Bubble. I've heard very good things about that. Avoid building anything from custom too early. I think particularly with MVPs, mm-hmm. work with Bubble. Um, and then, yeah, there's lots of AI tools and things out there as well. Um, Equitas for hiring. If you want to modernize the streamline that process of hiring, they're, they're very good. Uh, Talent Heroes as, as, as well. Again, kind of very modern, transparent. I, I kind of have this recurring theme with, uh, uh, recurring, sorry, if you pardon the pun. The, um, if you're <laughs> working with uh, companies that share this kind of um, willingness to be open, transparent, modern, like I love any company that you can log into a portal and use their tools and network all within like a self-serve style, but then you've got expert support as and when. That for me is like the modern way of any traditional advisory or a traditional model. So um, Cord.co is also very good, very, very good actually for, for hiring tech and engineers and the like. Again, similar story, you log in, you can use their platform, get help if you need it. Uh, yeah, the, the 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 list goes on, but um, yeah, lots of uh, exciting tools out there. B two B SaaS, SaaS, uh, amazing AI tools coming out as well. I'm uh, looking forward to many of these. Is there anything else that you want to mention on today's podcast? Yeah, um, well, thank you for the opportunity. First of all, Christian, I really appreciate it. I, I, I acknowledge and respect that you've built a, a wonderful network of of SaaS leaders. Uh, and you yourself are a thought leader in this in the space. Um, I would be uh, if if you are still watching and you're uh, potentially exploring an acquisition or exit, whether that's in the short or, or or longer term, I would definitely recommend getting ready early. That's all I'll say is that getting ready early is really key, and it's the different. It could yes. be the difference between hundreds of thousands or, or millions in eventual exit valuation. Going through M and A is a complex science by all means. Uh, from end to end, there's so many different stages to to the journey. So getting preparation, uh, being prepared, data room, professional documents, making sure that you've got a buyer network, relationships in play. They may be your competitors, but worth building a relationship with them. Um, and uh, you'll be surprised if you build a good business, especially anything above a million revenue, it, the doors open up so much. You've got 
private equity firms now coming in kind of slightly smaller level like they'll, they'll buy a business with around a million plus revenue um and try and aim if you can aim for that five to one ratio because a lot of buyers often look for that at least a million revenue 200k profit that's a nice sweet spot and then anything above that you're you're, you're truthfully the amount of buyers that just opens up as soon as you get that kind of five to one and million plus revenue and ideally recurring of course it's it's huge um so uh yeah it's, it's uh let, let me know if if you would like any help feel free to uh get in touch um you know, via linkedin or, or email joe at foundy.com and I'll be delighted to uh, to help you along your your exit process, whether you're doing so soon or or later next year or something. But cool, thanks. <laughs> Thank you for joining. You did great. Thank you very much for the opportunity. <laughs> really appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs>